Hey, and welcome to You Don't Care About This Band. I'm Joe. And I'm Stephanie. And if you haven't guessed, we're a band. This is a podcast about being a band, and our band is called Separator. Welcome to the show. Yeah, so uh, this week we thought we would talk about uh, music videos, our favorite music videos, just because, um, you know, with the band stuff right now, there's nothing too much new going on to talk about, so... Yeah, we can talk about why music videos are important to us, mm-hmm. What, wh- why we do a music video for every single song, and, um, and, and yeah, go over some of our favorites, some new ones, some old ones, all about music videos today. Um, doing, yeah, I guess let's start there. Why do we do a music video for every single song? I mean, this could become a whole discussion about like the state of music videos in the world today that we could probably talk about for a whole episode. But um, I guess just suffice to say that in some ways, music videos are, they're just a different kind of thing than they used to be. (laughs) For um, just a different kind of thing than they used to be for bands. It used to be like very much a studio um, the record label you were signed to would like do a rec- uh, music video for you. And now anyone can do their own music video. It's just like we've talked about in previous episodes, the resources any band has accessible to them is enough to make a simple music video. Yes. Uh, it, it seems to be beginning to permeate everything too. If you notice on Spotify now, if you're, uh, on a song and you're on that page for that song you'll get a little visualizer and that term visualizer um has become fairly popular too and the line is beginning to blur between visualizer and music video and i guess in in years past that was more of a line between like lyric video and mm-hmm. music video and i'm i'm very glad that <laughs> lyric videos are are on their way out and it's more either a full-blown music video or at least a visualizer yeah it's funny when bands would do they'd put out a lyric video and then they'd put out a music video that was a thing for a while and maybe even an official audio video yeah so there's just... like three different <laughs> uploads yeah and it seems like it would split your views on YouTube. I guess back then it was YouTube was a little different when lyric videos were popular. Yeah, I never liked them. I'm I'm glad that that they're not really the trend anymore, but it's interesting to see those visualizers on like Spotify and other social media platforms where just no matter what, it seems like if you're listening to the song, there's going to be visuals to go along with it. Of course, there's, you know, not 100% of the time, but it seems to be going in that direction. And and so, of course, doing a music video for every song seems important for us. Yeah, um, I feel like there's, you know, there's always things that we have to change and evolve with as a band. And keeping abreast of, like, how people are experiencing music is something that you can never settle into and think that you can predict. And so, you know, some people watch 
music videos on YouTube. Some people just stream from Spotify or listen on Bandcamp or whatever. Some people still buy CDs and listen to things like that. Um, so video content, you know, it's a way to get video content on for people who are using Spotify. They may not like sit there and watch their phone for every single song, but at least there's something about having a visual and like a storyline or like an atmosphere associated with a song that like sort of makes it more personal and it just ingrains itself in your memory so much more. Yeah. And it can be, it can be such a cool opportunity for like world building as well and establishing um, the full aesthetic um, vision of that project. And that, and that's, that's what I really love about music videos. It's, you know, you have this this whole song to convey an emotion and a feeling and then to double down and be able to pair that with a visual element. You're really presenting like, hey, here's the thing and also here's how it feels and looks. And then, you know, if it's like, say, I don't know, for example, it's a couple singles leading up to an album, then you have that many opportunities to like establish what this record's like theme and vibe and feel is and and how it all looks and works together and then when the album comes out and you know the packaging and the, all the content looks like that it all fits together and it's nice little uh own world it's a cool it's a cool opportunity to be able to to present that to somebody instead of them just hearing a song and that's not to write off you know what the listener envisions when they mm -hmm. hear the song, but but it's just a way as an artist to to fully present a vision and not just some audio. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why we don't like to have like a very point A to point B narrative in our music videos. It's more about themes and and aesthetics and stuff for us. And oh, there's a lot of different history of that within band you look at some bands and their videos are really abstract sometimes it's like this is a story and the story is the story of the song so now like you know exactly what even if the artist wasn't intending that when they wrote that um sometimes the the director comes up with a story but then that becomes the story of the song which in some ways can narrow it for people yeah yeah i never liked ones that were too narrative and there's there's definitely exceptions to that, but you know, last last episode we were talking we talked briefly about like the pop punk era, and oh man, what a bad time for music videos! <laughs> it always seemed to be that they have to get to a gig, that they are late for a gig, <laughs> or they didn't know they had a gig, or they can't find the gig. And then they get to the gig at the end and the last chorus is them playing at the show and everyone freaking out. That got old. That got really old. I don't think I was really watching music videos in that era. I don't, I'm not familiar with that trope, <laughs> but it doesn't sound very great. Yeah, it was, it was all those like, you know, like newfound glory, some 41 kind of thing. Uh, always, always had that, that sort of music video. But if you stayed up really late, um, I mean, there's, it's not so black and white. There were really cool music videos back then too. But if you stayed up really late, especially on like MTV2, then they would play, start to play like the weirder stuff. Yeah, I always, I was, 
I don't think I watched MTV2 that much because I would be like, oh, this is a bit much for me sometimes. <laughs> I wasn't as experimental back then with what I listened to. Like when the first time I saw Gorilla's music video, I was like too scared. <laughs> <laughs> was it Clint Eastwood? Yeah, probably. Yeah, the one's creepy. It was like, really creepy. When I was a kid, I, I was creeped out by it too, but I also loved it. And then like many years later, I came around to loving that album and having no problem with it but it was just it was just something so new and different at the time i'm not sure what year did that come out uh 2001 yeah so i was a senior in high school so i don't know but i wasn't it was creepy it yeah was, there's something really weird and off about it and not being it, i've talked about this before but just even just back then like not really knowing if this was a real band or not and not yeah. knowing what you were watching it was, it was different back then. You couldn't hop on Wikipedia and just right, learn yeah. every single fact about the band and figure it all out in a second. Yeah, so it was actually really mysterious back then. It was just like, okay, it's cartoon characters. That's all you really knew. And that leads into other bands too where, yeah, it was easier to build up a mythos back then. Like I remember, so um, it, certain big experimental experimental in the very mainstream popular sense like nine inch nails and radiohead back then they seemed like these mysterious geniuses too because like if you saw the video for like paranoid android and karma police and like you know like late at night they would play sometimes mtv2 would play like the unedited video for closer which was also terrifying. Mm -hmm. The Nine Inch Nails, not the Tegan and Sarah song. <laughs> That's not a scary <laughs> song. <laughs> um, and yeah, these two, these these bands, to me as a kid, seemed sort of creepy and mysterious. Like, who are these guys? You know, it was it was very different back then. Where yeah, your video said everything about your band that's all i knew about your band was mm -hmm. this video and some people can if you really commit to it you can still do that these days but it really bleeds into like your social media also has to have that that huge commitment to um whatever aesthetic you're going for in your videos and everything else like you can choose to not put a face to it but it is it's a lot harder i think that way yeah i you know i struggled with um, uh, that kind of leads into a concept of like something I've briefly mentioned before, but it applies here too, which is like um, the fact that we, as separator, we are compromising like the mystery behind the band, any sort of like, you know, intrigue, you know, I, it, it was a hard concept for me to let go of in our last band we didn't do anything like this, these podcasts or vlogs or anything like that. And there are a lot of reasons why we didn't. And I'm sure you can piece together by listening to prior episodes. But it, it also had to do with me thinking that that was lame because you're demystifying it. And I wanted us to only upload weird teasers that people would be like, whoa, what's that? But the audience wasn't there. So mm -hmm. it's pointless. Yeah, you have to you have to basically like go full time with your marketing if you're going to do that. I mean, you kind of have to no matter what, but um, you have to have s some kind of like extreme ability to hook people in. You have to have either the music has to be like absolutely incredible um, 
or you have to have some sort of um, a persona and ability beyond the music's another talent for connecting with people. Yeah, yeah, the like you know the electronic scene is a good example where you have a lot of figures that are masked or or to some other extent unidentified and you know don't do thing content like this and and that's where I wanted to be and it so it it took me years to let go of that and and be able to do both present music videos the way we want to present them but then also have this very candid transparent thing going on and and part of it is is going with the trend but part of it was also just me letting go but it, it's been fun yeah and we always talk about how we're making the content that we would have liked our favorite bands to make when we were younger and still to this day you know we'll sit around and watch uh whatever we can find, whatever like band documentaries and stuff we can find. Yeah. You know, I mean, getting back to music videos, we, we don't often like go back and watch music videos um, that we loved when we were younger or, or even from the past few years, but, but that would be fun to do. Mm -hmm. I, I would want to do, I'd like to do more of that because you're so inundated with them now. Everyone's putting out music videos every day. But it, it seemed like when you were a kid, you know, in any month-long period, you were seeing, like, the same 10 mm -hmm. every day on MTV. Yeah, without YouTube and without, you know, the indie, um, just how many people are independent musicians and producing their own content. Like I said at the beginning, it was the record label who was making your video for you. And so it would be, like, a huge deal, usually when a new video premiered, especially it was, if it was someone like Britney Spears or... Um, Destiny's Child or like these huge bands it was it was like you would wait for it for you know they would announce it a couple weeks ahead of time or whatever and you, you'd be waiting to see it on TRL or whatever <laughs> yeah or they would do making the video mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. then it was like a behind the scenes making the video that then ended with the world's premiere mm -hmm. in three two one and then you'd see the video for the first time yeah they would count it down and you'd just be like so psyched like oh my gosh it's happening what uh so let's get into some favorites any favorites from back then yeah it was interesting because i was when i was thinking about um my favorite music videos like i used to watch you know all the countdowns on vh1 and and mtv back um in high school or whatever and and it's like a lot of those videos, I kind of vaguely remember them, but they don't stick in my mind very much. It, mm -hmm. Even like the like super high budget, super, you know, high concept, like we were talking about before, like it had like some really insane plot line happening. Those aren't the ones that I really go back to. It's It's videos that they may not have been even super cheap to make, but they just have one simple thing and that's it. It's like one thing that, I don't, for whatever reason, I just connect with that. Like I always think about Treat Me Like Your Mother mm -hmm. um, by Dead Weather. And it's just Allison Mosshart and Jack White. They're in like a field and they're shooting each other. <laughs> and as the video goes on, you see like these bullet holes in their body and, and the lights shining through it. And it's like such a weird concept. And that's all that happens through the whole video. But it's probably the video that stuck with me the most of any that I've ever watched. 
Yeah, the simple ones are good, and and clearly it's something we've latched onto. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, use my magic words, sustainability again. Obviously, it's easier to make videos every other month when when it's one little simple concept or a couple of tiny little concepts cut together. And and I agree, I like the simple ones better. And I think that one of the directors we should talk about that's that's very good at that is, was Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. And and I highly recommend. Um, you know, I'm blanking on the name of the series. Oh yeah, I know what a, you're talking about. The DVD series. There's like a um, a series of DVDs. That it would just be one director. Um, and it would show, it would have all their music videos. So Chris Cunningham had one and he does a lot of those very disturbing Aphex Twin videos and um, like All is Full of Love by Bjork. Lots of anything that's not human, usually like <laughs> a creature or robots or something like yeah, that. Yeah, really creepy stuff. But Spike Jones had a more like, you know, while Chris Cunningham was more on the cutting edge of technology side and these graphic designs that look so real and visceral that they'd be uncanny and disturbing spike jones was just like going around with a camera making stuff and and it was because he came from a skate video background and so i i think the best example is praise you yeah yeah now that you're talking about that like praise you is such a cool video and again just like was it gorilla style or Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People's faces are blurred out and stuff. They didn't have permission to do it. Um, it's a Fatboy Slim song called Praise You, the famous 90s DJ. And um, and all the video is, is there's a line of people, like a, a large line of people in front of a, a big cineplex. And Spike Jones and some other people set up a boom box and do like a dance routine to Praise You in front of these people. And, and it like, like even to the point where like someone comes up and turns it off and they have to like turn it back on and start again. It's a very fun video. Yeah. It's like something that someone would do now, you know? Yeah. And it would go viral. Yeah. It would be like, they set up this thing. You wouldn't believe what happens when a man turns it off. <laughs> it, I am now re- remembering um, another video you really like, which is that Matt and Kim video. Um, oh lessons learned yeah yeah where they just run it's new york right they run through new york and just like strip naked as they're running and yeah times square and uh the cops are like chasing them and it's all real yeah that's that's a real good one yeah they um they're just walking through crowded times square uh taking their clothes off and they kind of did a lot of videos like that back then in the myspace days when you were uploading you're like 240p music video they had another one for a song called yeah yeah um where they just they were playing the song in an all-white room and they're wearing all white and the bottom of the screen it would show you what food is gonna be thrown at them next (laughs) and then it would get thrown at them and then you see in the corner that like spaghetti is next and that gets thrown at them very simple fun things like that yeah yeah it, and it's interesting also that you mention Spike Jones and Fatboy Slim, because um, I would say uh, Weapon of Choice oh, yeah. is like, I mean... A little higher budget, but totally. Yeah, exactly, which is why I said before, like, not necessarily low budget, but like, I don't know how... Is that 
video still ubiquitous? I have no idea if you guys listening, if you know what this is. I would think that the maybe the GIF is okay, somewhat maybe. ubiquitous, like like pieces taken from it, but but not everybody might not know like what it's from. This was like widely considered one of the greatest music videos of all time for like most of the the MTV era when when it sort of reigned supreme. It's if you haven't seen it, it's Christopher Walken and he's like dancing in a in like a it's like a hotel lobby, like yeah. a fancy hotel lobby with no one else around, and it's just Christopher Walken dancing. Not all Spike Jones videos were dancing, but but those two were, and they're like the most effective, I think. <laughs> um, that leads to an interesting. So I always. I still do it. I, for some reason, think that this is a Spike Jones video, but it's not. Um, but I, I usually mistakenly say it is. Is uh, Maps? I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows Maps. The "They Don't Love You Like I Love You" song, and um, and is also very, very simple but effective. And I, I guess it just seems like a Spike Jones video. And I, they've worked together before, but, mm-hmm. it, but it's not. Do you know who directed it? No. You don't know? Okay. Someone I didn't recognize. Okay. Yeah, a great video. Yeah, Y Control also, another incredible Yeah, He Has video, but not really a very simple one. Like just that a, it. I think that's the Spike Jones video. It, that makes it's sense. Y Control. It's like, it was like band. Yeah, it was one of those those band ones. We got to talk about that show, too. <laughs> the band music videos. Yeah, yeah. It was a, um, it was like, like I mentioned before, it was on really late. And I believe it was only on MTV Two, the sequel to MTV, and um, and it would, I think it was even after midnight, and they would play usually the uncensored, like long version of Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that with Devin Sawa and um, Dido. Yeah, Dido, not Jewel. Yeah, um, Dido. Very different, video, actually, right? but the, you, I could see how you confuse them. Yeah, she, I, is she in the video? She's I don't like remember. She's the pregnant girlfriend okay. in the video. Okay. And Devin Sawa's the kid. Yeah. Um, so that they would play that. Um, not one of my favorites. And then they would play Closer. They would play um, Y Control, which is where I kind of first saw that. And. Um, Another thing they would play, which was interesting because it's not that it wasn't like previously censored or anything. I think it was just that it was creepy, was Frontier Psychiatry by the Avalanches, which I was talking about last Mm. night. Have you ever showed you that one? No, I don't know that one. I'm going to have to show you later because it, it scared me to death when I was a kid. And it has to do with that uncanniness. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. Does this ring a bell at all? They're they're a, a band that was sample based, so like the whole song is samples put together, and the music video won all these awards and was this huge music video. But you really wouldn't see it too much because it was very creepy, and the music video is like all the samples acted out. So like all the actors are like acting out all the samples. And um, it, it's hard to explain why that's creepy to me, but but I'd be interested to hear if anyone else agrees. Hmm. I, I thought it was 
very disturbing and like I would turn it off when I was a kid if it came on (laughs) you know what the other one I don't know if they would play it on the one you're talking about but like if you were watching MTV super late especially MTV 2 you're flipping through the channel and then it would be smack my bitch up oh by prodigy yeah yeah that would be on that show Yeah, yeah yeah and that was like always like I probably saw it like on list of like band videos or something more than I ever actually saw it because yeah, it would only very rarely play, but everyone knew that video and had like twist. all this like intense, crazy like stuff going on. I don't remember exactly like all the stuff that happens in it, but it's, it's, POV. it's POV. And like, yeah, I think my, mostly what I remember is like they're in the club and there's like mm-hmm. drug use and sexual stuff in the club. Isn't there like fighting and yeah. It, and like it's going through and you're like oh dang this guy's like such an asshole and all this like crazy stuff's happening and then at the end of the video the pov turns around and it's a woman she looks in the mirror yeah oh yeah it's like the end of the and night and it's a woman and, and everyone's just like oh my gosh yeah it, it's really good though it's a good video yeah also also really great uh, you know despite its name a really really cool song by a very very influential uh, noisy industrial electronic <laughs> band. The guy from the Prodigy died like last year, I think. Uh, hmm. um, but I'm, I'm not super familiar with them. But but they always had yeah. like these kind of underground hit singles, mm-hmm. and like and everyone knew of them, and they were like, re- yeah, I think really influential. But they never really went super mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got any other favorites? What yeah. about maybe some recent favorites? Or do we want to uh, well, stay? Well, I, I wanted to get, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really watch music videos anymore. I'm not up on them. But mm. one I really wanted to mention, um, which we've talked about before, uh, me and you, is um, if you've seen our discography deep dive series, you know that I'm like, a, I was obsessed with No Doubt. I love, still love No Doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a lot of really great music videos, but the my favorite one is hella good. I think that would be most people's favorites. Yeah. Because well, it can't be just a girl because guess what happens in that video? They're late for the gig. Well, no. <laughs> Get that, to what's, the gig. The, pro- the thing with that video is that like the girl's bathroom is nice and the boy's bathroom is crappy. And so it's the two but bathrooms. It, right. But it's like the B, the B plot is like they're trying to yeah. pack up their gear to get to the gig. Yeah. I but think it, yeah. Back to, sorry. Back yeah. To well, cause they had that, like Sophie Muller dress, uh, directed a lot of their videos and there's like a, ro- a lot of really neat, really pretty videos. Like underneath it all is a really pretty video. Um, just some really cool ones. I mean, Hey Baby's probably their worst. <laughs> um, but hella good. It's yeah. just like, Again, it's probably really high budget because they're like on location and they've got like jet skis and stuff. Um, but just seeing, first of all, seeing Gwen Stefani styled in that way, she was more, it was just a more punk looking video. It's like gritty black and white look. Yeah, and it was black and white and they're on like this boat and there's a very prominently in the video, she's like rolling around on this like giant rope that's just in a coil. They did a making of the video of it. I remember it distinctly and she like talking about having to like lay on that rope and how, how like scratchy and horrible it was <laughs> but it's just like the, the vi- jet skis were cool the jet skis it just was the- like mad max water world kind of thing totally the vibe of that video is just it's great and it's it's kind of classic like it doesn't really age it just is a cool looking video we should do a quiz sometime called sophie muller or david la chapelle <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah yeah they they both did that sort of like sexy 
soft focus but yeah. colorful thing back then like uh feeling this i like always got confused but i think that's david la chapelle mm-hmm. but but yeah yeah they, they sophie muller's like very very soft focus and a lot of times gwen would look sort of like a 50s movie star she kind of had that thing going on too but they would really like lean into that with the videos man i could go i could go on and on i'm sure i'm i'm sure i'm forgetting a lot yeah, do you have any recent ones? I guess you you watch more probably than I do. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, somewhat recent as in from this decade um, is, you know, obviously Lotus Flower was, oh, was yeah. very influential. Yeah. And, or not, I wouldn't even say influential, but just in the zeitgeist. Like that was a huge meme too when it came out. Yeah, like no, he's mostly dancing. because of memes. Yeah. And And I guess that's, that's kind of how music videos are popular now is they're then if they can also become a meme and permeate into that world like lotus flower did Mm -hmm. this is a a radiohead video that if you're noticing a theme here it's (laughs) tom york dancing it's another (laughs) video of one person dancing yeah why is that such a good I don't concept know. for a video <laughs> just like it has to be done right it has to fit the mood perfectly mm-hmm. i haven't seen a good one like that since mm-hmm. but it, oh but, not the smashing pumpkins video oh jesus <laughs> god oh yeah quick update on our discography deep dive for smashing pumpkins wouldn't you know it spoiler alert no one could have guessed the new record is very bad wow wouldn't have thought <laughs> Also, they announced in his his desperate, sad attempt to stay relevant and and cling to the '90s, where he was a they were a massive band. They announced, "Hey, we're gonna our next record is another double record, and it's a sequel to Melancholy." <laughs> Melancholy two. Melancholier. God, just why just stop billy's gonna get mad at you he's gonna block me on instagram yeah and twitter he's gonna tweet (laughs) you that's his his infamous move is if any fan asks a question that he doesn't like on instagram he he blocks them and he says he says block of the night (laughs) he'll go on there and and like ask a question and then people will like or like say like he'll answer questions or whatever and then people will ask questions and he'll get super mad <laughs> if it's not the question he wants them to ask. If it's not about his current project. Yeah, like yeah. Like if you ask about an old album, he'll he'll block you. What a what a sad, angry old out of touch like, man. Let's keep the let's keep this uh focused on Rampart, please. <laughs> yeah. Um couple good Pumpkins videos back in the day, though. Mm, oh, yeah, 1979 yeah. 1979 was also just a really simple, um, nostalgic video of kids hanging out and doing nothing in a suburban town and partying. And, man, they just nailed it. Just nailed that vibe. I feel like anyone in the world could watch that and feel nostalgic like they're watching them hanging out with their friends. Mm-hmm. And then Bullet with Butterfly Wings was just like your classic, like gritty, moody 90s rock video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, iconic videos goes into a whole nother topic because yeah. then there's there's ones that are so iconic that like you can't even watch them anymore. It's like you've seen it a thousand times, like something like Smells Like Teen Spirit, mm-hmm. where it's just like 
no one would ever voluntarily put that on and be like, let's watch <laughs> that video. Like everyone knows every beat of it. You got the cheerleader, I'm, you got the janitor. You got <laughs> I mean, maybe we're being a little presumptive, maybe people younger. If you've ever seen any documentary about any music <laughs> yeah. ever, that's what it'll cut to. It'll be like, it'll be like, and then in 1993, some everything another, changed. Little did they know, another band from Seattle was about to take hold, and then it'll cut to the smells like Teen Spirit music video. Like every every single time, every single time. But no like, how can you not? I guess. But yeah. But it could yeah, be about any kind of music, shoehorn it in there. Yeah, you just like have to acknowledge it. I think even like watching no doubt documentaries, and they're like, "Well, Nirvana was happening at the time, so they, we weren't cool." <laughs> they totally did it in yeah. that documentary. Yeah. We were watching that, and it, <laughs> it did that exact thing. It was like they were a ska band, but little did they know <laughs> another band was about to come along. Da 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 da. God, okay, we get it. They were popular, and then other styles of rock were not for a while. Happens. Oh, man. We're straying further from the light here. Uh, <laughs> Going back to us, music videos are part of our being. Every, you know, it's just, it's in the fiber, it's in the DNA, and we'll always, always make a music video for. I'm not going to say every song, but most songs. I love making them. I love the challenge of. Hey, we have a month to make a a Vizio, (laughs) Um, a video to play on my Vizio TV. And, you know, we have these resources. What video can we make? And and it it keeps it fun, challenging. It keeps me getting better at various skills. I recently had to learn how to color grade because our GoPro footage looked different than our other footage and stuff like that keeps me on my toes and learning and keeps it a fun multimedia experience yeah we've definitely had to think on our toes like every video this year because we just don't have access to i mean financially we of course have never really had access to anything fancy but um being able to work with friends of ours with our art director or like work with locations and stuff like that is not a guarantee anymore and even being able to have any other person involved in the video is not a given, which is we've talked about our last vi- our video that's coming out at the end of the month that we had to just Joe just had to find some footage that he could use for free and make a video because we couldn't even have our art director come. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. It is coming out on the 28th of December and, and it's called Appetite. And I'm very proud of the video. Um, given the challenge and and the lack of resource we had there's there's a couple things i don't like about what's in there but i had to work with what i had and and elliot even got to collaborate a bit on it and and um uh digitally make the shot that we needed we had everything we needed but he came up with that he was like there needs to be the shot of this thing. And he, he made it digitally at his house and sent it over to me and it was inserted and worked. And so uh, I'm pretty excited for that to come out. Some teasers have been coming mm-hmm. out. I think uh, the last upload is a, is a cool teaser for it. So, so keep an eye out for that. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's a cool song. It's a cool video. Um, we're excited. Yeah, for sure. 
and uh, it's like going to be our, you know, it's like our last video of the year we put out. Oh, wow. You know. Yeah, this is, what do we... All, so so runway and nightbird did 101 come out this year i believe so 101 yeah it, it was a demo but um we put we did put that song out like a single basically the video mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah so this is our fourth fourth and final vid- video of the year and next year if we keep on pattern there'll be six or more yeah we're uh, getting into the groove and we're getting making progress on a lot of stuff. In the beginning of the episode, I said not a lot's happening with the band, but just in the sense that like, there's nothing really new for us to discuss podcast-wise because we're just in this routine of creating content and doing recording videos, podcasts, all that. Yeah, it's it's a, something I'm a little worried about, which is what do we talk about every single week? But but we come up, we we always come up with something, and I and I want to keep it going. I I the podcasts I'm subscribed to. I'm a big podcast listener. I take in like hours of podcasts a day. I really don't like when it's not weekly. It's hard to latch on to and get into the routine of taking in new episodes when it's like bi-weekly or once a month. Yeah, and and the stuff that we talk about tends to be things that we would just talk about on our own time anyway and so it's sort of in the fabric of who we are as a band because these are the things we care about you know yeah yeah it's a i'm i'm glad we're doing it and and i'm glad you're listening if you're listening you know we got some listeners on spotify that listen there and some that watch on the youtube um I, I think my old buddy Nick watches. Shout out to Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I think Elliot watches. Hey, Elliot. Elliot comments too on yeah. things. Good job, guy. Elliot. Thanks. What a guy. So, uh, so, so thanks to everyone that's listening. We're going to start trying to promote it more and get it out there since we're getting into the groove of it, I feel. And, uh, and, and we'll see you next week. So, uh, so I'm Joe. And I'm Stephanie. And we're Separator. Appetite is out on the 28th. But, uh, but we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.